Have you ever felt so exhausted and drained that you're left questioning if you're burning out? Hi, I'm Flick Taylor, and my passion for burnout and self-care came about when I became a mental health writer who'd lost her mental health to extreme burnout. I know, the irony is not lost on me. Join me as I host Everyday Burnout Conversations, the honest podcast that shares the stories of others, more walks of life as they recover from, manage and avoid burnout by prioritising their mental health and well-being. Expect to hear fascinating conversations, plus positive and actionable tips and tricks that can help you make the simple life changes your mental health will thank you for. Episodes will be delightfully wrapped up in some epic truths and great humour. So, enjoy! And would you look at that? Here we are. Welcome to the very first episode of Everyday Burnout Conversations. So I thought a good place to start would be for me to share my own story. You see, I created this podcast and my blog actually because I'm concerned about the number of women cruising towards burnout without even realising it. And I know firsthand how lonely and isolating that burnout experience can be. I've been there, done that, got the bloody t-shirt. Truth be told, I've still got a few toes still dipped into that pool of burnout. The past nine months have, you know, literally been about me slowly but surely gathering up the strength and learning the new well-being habits to help me recover from extreme burnout. If you told me last year that I'd still be here, still recovering, still working to reclaim myself, well, there's no way I would have believed you. But here I am. When my doctor told me to take time to focus on my health and wellness, I honestly thought it'd just be a week or two of no working. That'll do it. Bob's your uncle, but no. I'd burned out to such an extent, it was going to take a hell of a lot more than that. So I believe many women carry hefty daily mental loads that lead us to dance with exhaustion and burnout as a part of our everyday life. I read recently in the McKinsey Women in the Workplace 2020 report that American women have been so negatively impacted by the pandemic that it could set them back half a decade. There have never been so many women on the point of exhaustion and burnout. The report says that senior female executives are significantly more likely than their male counterparts to feel burnt out, under pressure to work more, and as though they have to be always on. They are one and a half times more likely than male colleagues to think about downshifting their role or leaving their job as a result of COVID-19, with almost three in four of those women giving burnout as the reason. Now, I don't know about you, but those results to me are alarming, not only in terms of gender equality, but in women's health. No wonder the word burnout is a topic of conversation for women. It's with our, you know, we talk about it with our friends, our co-workers, chat at the school gates about it or with family doctors. But I'm curious, when you, if and when you say you're burnt out, are you someone who doesn't take a moment to look up from your desk or your kitchen table to question the effect it's having on your health? Huh. No judgment because that was me for sure. I, like many others, took my mental health and wellness for granted. And looking back on reflection, burnout didn't just show up one day and knock on my door to poke me in the eye. No, on reflection, I see how I was slow dancing with burnout for quite a while. And fuck, I hate slow dancing. 
One minute I used to want it all. The next I'm lying on the bed, panting like a little puppy dog who's eaten all the pies and struggling to breathe or be comfortable in my own body. I'd literally hit my rock bottom and found myself knee deep in exhaustion. I was carrying around a sack full of physical, mental and emotional symptoms. And my brain, it's like it had been fried in a good few tablespoons of cynicism. I questioned and doubted my work, my parenting, my values, my writing, passions and my self-worth. No smiles, no joy, none of the usual flick positivity or energy in the room. No, I was rock bottom without a bra because I'm telling you now, rock bottom, it never requires a bloody bra. At first I thought, well, strength came in the form of resisting my burnout I'd literally, I'd tell myself like, get on with it. Stop your whining. Be grateful you've got a job. Stop being a mardy bum. So I literally, I put blinders on to block any view to signs of stress. I thought I was strong by slaying 14 hour work days. I was working in a startup and the culture is often a creative one where you're constantly thinking on your feet and perhaps working reactively as opposed to purposely. I wore a badge of honour and it said, I worked hard, I gave my all, I was a valuable member of the team. What a stupid bloody badge to wear. If you're wearing one, get it off. Like, please take it off right now. Then there was my family time. Since I was working all the hours God sent, I would feel wary, guilty even, that it would impede on my family time. I made sure to attend every single one of my kids' sports games or social events. And I've got two boys, so there's a lot of bloody sports equipment to trip over in my hallway. But that summer, I'd be out five nights a week at baseball games. And then when we got home and my boys went to bed, well, I'd hit my laptop and I'd carry on plowing through the work to-do list. Honestly, if I'd stopped, then I felt I would have failed. And fuck, honestly, I didn't have a clue. I did not see I was failing myself. But when you wear burnout blinders, it means your body has to literally take it up a notch or two to get your full and rightly deserved attention. So the next stop was for my stress to manifest physically. And when I went to see my lovely doctor again, and I think it was like my third appointment in 12 months that I'd had with her to discuss like stress and my mental wellness. She asked, how are you? And I responded, the the usual autopilot, I'm fine, I'm good. And then the truth came out. I'm just wondering if I'm having a heart attack. My doctor said, stop, stop right now. So I did. See, when you burn out, your body and your nervous system, it slams on the brakes and it holds up protest banners declaring enough is enough. And you literally, you are toast. You cannot do anything. For the first time, I stopped and looked at their banners and they were right. I was an absolute mess. I quit my job and I lay in bed for three weeks and I cried a lot. Simple things like taking a shower felt like I was climbing Mount Everest. I found myself with just enough strength to pretend everything was fine to those outside of my circle. To those inside my circle, luckily I had just enough strength to say it absolutely wasn't. I bowed my head to burnout and, you know, I accepted I was a mental health writer who had only gone and lost her own mental health. Like, the shame in that. Like, it it just flooded and consumed every inch of me. 
I remember last summer I was driving to uh, a friend's cottage to take my boys for a day out and I was listening to a podcast episode between Holly Tucker and uh, Deborah James who's also known as Bower Babe on Instagram like both of them amazing women like well worth following them. Now during this episode Debs talks about her ambitious and busy life as she had before um, before she was diagnosed with stage four bowel cancer. Her story and that ambitious mindset and her constant gratitude overcompensate for her dyslexia, it really hit a raw nerve with me. I sobbed the entire drive to that country cottage and I really do think like my tears were just sheer relief to hear the story and experience of someone else who had overworked. I saw how I'd overworked to outrun my imposter syndrome. Now, I listened and paid attention to Deb's words of wisdom in that podcast interview. She warned listeners, do not ever park your health. And that incredible interview and message was just what I needed to hear. And I'll be forever grateful to Holly and Debs for what they, you know, for their chat, for their conversation. So burnout is exactly what it says it is on the tin. Like my light extinguished to the extent of pitch black darkness. It was as if all the heartache, upset and frustrations that crossed my path over the past few years. Well, they couldn't be hidden anymore. And we're not surprised, are we, to hear that numerous studies suggest that the group with the highest risk of burnout is women in their 30s and 40s. Multiple life stresses sit spinning on women's plates, like when you consider parenting and childcare, caring for the ageing parents, financial concerns, work-life boundaries, that's just a start naming a few. Many stressors are thrown women's way thanks to that outdated patriarchal system and negative media messaging. Like just thinking about those damn spinning plates gets right on my tits. Now, ooh, looking back, I think the truly fucking scary part for me was I could now fully appreciate how people came to suicide ideation. That day I sat slumped on the bathroom floor and struggled to utter the words help. I for the first time completely understood and appreciated how people came to suicidal thoughts. Looking back, it's absolutely terrifying I landed in that space. But this is what it's like to be human with all the confusion and the shame and the vulnerability along with the raw feelings and emotion. Now, here's the interesting thing. At the time, would I have said I'd had suicidal thoughts? No. Would I have said I had a mental illness? No. But would I have said I was mentally well? Hell fuck no. The most important thing you can do is recognise the stages of burnout rather than waiting to go all the way through to the dire straits end in efficacy stage. Like, don't do that, please. You deserve so much more. When you see early burnout warning signs glimmer on the horizon, like take note, make sure to step in and take swift action. I mean, to prioritise yourself and take a break and wipe off things from your to-do list. Get some rest and I mean like the deep rest. And after that, well, take more bloody things off that to-do list and bag yourself some more rest. I cannot stress how vital it is to talk, share, connect and reach out to help because studies show that social social support, well that was a tongue twister, has the biggest impact 
on burnout. And I 150% agree with that. So here's a quick rundown of what to look out for, okay? So watch out for when you're feeling tired and drained like most of the time and maybe you're getting frequently ill or you have headaches or muscle pain. Maybe you see a change in your appetite or sleep habits. Uh, Brain fog. Oh my God, that one drove me mad. Like I just couldn't concentrate. I really struggled to work. Um, Then there's that sense of failure and self-doubt and when you feel helpless and trapped and defeated. Um, Watch out for the loss of motivation and that increasingly cynical and negative outlook. Um, and there's a sense of detachment. It's You feel really alone in the world. And there's the decreased satisfaction and sense of accomplishment, like you just don't feel it. And then watch out for withdrawing from responsibilities and isolating yourself from others. Like that was a big one for me. Um, some people procrastinate and they take longer to get things done. And oh, watch, make sure you're not taking your frustrations out on others. Um, And then there's using food and alcohol and drugs to cope. And some people, they start skipping work or they start their day late or they leave it early. Now, I know there's content out there on burnout and mental illness. You know, I know there are those pieces that say five top tips on banishing burnout. Well, these clickbait articles in three paragraphs with their little boxes to tick, yeah, they gave me no comfort at this point. And here's what I really wanted and needed. I wanted to hear the stories of others and listen to them share how they got through a dark day. I wanted to know how others ease that tight, horrible anxiety chest you can sometimes get and and how they manage to utter the world's help. Like, that's why I'm throwing bucket loads of honesty into this podcast for others to hear and feel less alone. uh, It's the only way. I remember there were days when I just didn't have the concentration to read. I didn't, it didn't matter if it was books or articles or, you know, bloody Instagram posts. Like I just couldn't do it. I had zero concentration, but I still crave those stories because storytelling is a gift. It's a godsend when you're flat out and burnt to a bloody crisp. So here I am. I'm sharing my story and my burnout recovery on this podcast. Uh, That way, if like me, you don't have the concentration to read the burnout content out there, well, you can tune in and listen to it here. And I've got some great interviews lined up with some amazing women who will share their stories and their wisdom on burnout and self-care and self-love and it's going to be just a ticket to inspire you. It's been nine months since I threw the towel in on my dream writer's job and I did it for my physical and mental health but I also did it to model to my kids that self-care and self-love, well they're the foundation of our life and wellness. Hands down it was a tough decision. Um, It had a hefty financial impact too. I was lucky to have savings and and less financial demands due to that pandemic lockdown lifestyle, uh, there were still a lot of snot-ridden, tear-soaked tissues involved. I remember many times asking my husband, like, will we be okay if I do this? And, oh, I get a lump in my throat and feel a bit teary. You know, my husband would always reply, we won't be okay if you don't do this. I'm just, oh, I'm so incredibly grateful for 
his support and the support of my parents and close friends because, oh, it feels so good to have people in your corner, particularly in my case, as apparently I wasn't even standing in my own bloody corner. So at that point, I had to stop. I had to listen. I had to feel. And maybe that's something you do too. Um, You know, and another thing for the mums out there listening, like, do this for yourself. But remember, little eyes are watching you. You're the role model. Show your kids what self-care is, what looking after your health is. You know, be be the ones to set them up for success because of you modelling to them. So whether you're listening to this because you experienced the beginning of or full-on burnout or, you know, whether you're listening to this because you're curious of how the fuck does a mental health fight lose her own mental health, learning about burnout and developing compassion for one another, it always wins. Like, please share this podcast with those in your circle. Um, they may be struggling with hefty mental loads on their spinning plates. And like me, they may also be putting on the bravest to face. So you never, you wouldn't even know it. Sharing our stories and talking about our mental health, like it can really help shush that damn stigma and put an end to those internal whispers that say we're not good enough. I have a really cool, lovely Lisa Congdon print. Um, It sits above my desk and it's my mantra at the moment. And it reminds me every day to have my eyes forward and heart open. So on that note, I'll end by asking you today to show yourself and others the warmth, love and compassion we all need right now. Eyes forward, heart open. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Everyday Burnout Conversations. Please check the show notes for any links to items discussed today. And the original music and sound editing is by Chris Taylor. If you've enjoyed this podcast and have a spare few minutes, then it would be absolutely amazing if you could leave me a happy starry rating and review. It really does help this podcast reach a little further. And I just love it to land in the lap of those who, like me, last year are perhaps feeling isolated and lonely in their burnout struggle. Please note this podcast is not intended as medical advice. Remember you matter so don't hesitate to reach out to your doctor or mental health professional for support if you're having a rough time. Wishing you a great week and take good care of yourself. Bye for now.